This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. All kinds of good news for you on this Friday afternoon. Welcome into Gwen and Chris, everybody. 201 is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., and, uh, well, not all is good news. Matt Scrabe is also here. Uh, oh, is this how we're going to start? Yeah, I'm still okay. getting, back at, you for, I'm getting right. back at you for yesterday and the day before that and the week before that and the month before that. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, welcome in, everybody. We'll be here for the next four hours hanging out, talking sports. And uh, like I said, a lot of good news to share. Fernando Tatis Jr. officially has been cleared to... Return to uh, activity. We're aiming for the big cake, man. Yeah, time to aim back for that big cake. Of course, he'll have to sit out the rest of his suspension once the regular season starts. But apparently, Fernando, healthy, officially healthy, and uh, good to go. That is a good way to start the day. And uh, even better news, uh, DeMar Hamlin, the uh, young Buffalo Bills safety, had the breathing tube removed uh, overnight and uh, was able to uh, spend some time via FaceTime with his teammates today. And uh, I think that puts a smile on everybody's face. Tony Gwynn Jr., how are you on this uh, weekend kickoff? I am fantastic. Uh, First, uh, now all of the um, naysayers can relax about Fernando and him being able to uh, possibly be ready in time. And him eating that cake wasn't all that big of a deal after all. And, you know... He's yeah, got- he could have injured himself there <laughs> by uh, by uh, grabbing that cake with his bare hand. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't be the right. first time someone got injured eating be cake. Careful, so. yeah, yeah. Be well, careful. I'm just happy, uh, you know, he's on schedule, right? I mean, I, we talked about this, and maybe it was uh, Tuesday, Monday, or Tuesday, uh, that he is still going to be able to play during spring training, and so all of those games, I'm sure he's going to be getting a ton of at bats. In those games, and so uh, all of that's on schedule, and that's uh, that's an, that's all all that we ultimately want. And then on the on the Hamlin side, it's just it seems like it just keeps getting better and better every day. Uh, able to speak with his teammates today, and um, I, I'm sure that that guy, that's charged up. I, I saw one I saw one of the offensive linemen on on one of the shows last night, and I mean he could you could that show I had seen him the previous two nights on as well. And just his whole face just is a completely different place than it was Tuesday night when I saw him. Seeing him last night uh, on a Thursday with a smile on his face talking about DeMar Hamlin. It, it, it tells you how, how far uh, we've come since Monday. Yeah, man, Monday seems like a long, long time ago now. And 
That is definitely a good news. The uh, Bills will head into their regular season finale against the New England Patriots on Sunday. They will be adorned uh, in uh, T-shirts, uh, pregame T-shirts, love for DeMar 3. They're going to have hats with the number 3 on them. And uh, they say they're ready and focused to take on the New England Patriots, who on the other side of the field are going to be desperate to win the game because yeah. if the Patriots win that game, they automatically clinch a playoff spot. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Uh, week's uh, 17's cancellation officially of the uh, Buffalo-Cincinnati game has uh, created uh, some headaches for the National Football League. They have solved it the best way they think they can by um, making it so that if the Bills and Chiefs wind up with the same number of losses, which is what they both have now, three, then even with Kansas City having a half-game better record, the AFC Championship game, if it's Buffalo and Kansas City, would be played at a neutral site. Same goes for if Cincinnati winds up in that position against Kansas City. The Bengals... Don't seem like they're necessarily unhappy with that. What yeah. they are unhappy with is that they, with the lack of the game Monday night, were not able to mathematically clinch their division. Now, they've been named division champions because they will finish with a better record than the Ravens. But if the Ravens beat the Bengals in their finale this weekend – they would then move within a half game in the standings of Cincinnati. So even though the Bengals would be, quote, the division champions, if the two teams match up in the wild card round, it's a little confusing, I guess, but if they wind up matching up in the wild card round, they're going to flip a coin to decide where that game would be played. So it is possible if the Ravens beat the Bengals this weekend, even as a wild card, the Ravens could get the home game against the Bengals in the playoffs, and the Bengals don't think that's fair. And you know what I say to the Bengals? That's the way the cookie crumbles. That's I mean, this is just how it crumbles. has to happen. There's, yeah. Everybody's know, there, not, everybody is not going to be pleased. There's with, no with the way decision. to make a perfect solution nope. for this. I mean, the, the, this I, young I man of, almost... I kind of think yeah, I know is. you think... There he, any, here he comes. Look, here some, he comes. Anytime something is even the slightest bit unfair, unfair yep. Scraby feels like it's directed at him. That's no, so I didn't unfair. say that. Yeah. It's not and directed he, at and me. you can't handle it. You, you can't, can't handle <laughs> the truth. <laughs> I didn't say that. You can't handle things being the slightest bit unfair. Well, I, I, I do mean, think... life is not fair. I know Trust you've me, heard I that. Know. I know you've heard that. Trust before. me, I know that life is not. All fair. right. So it's not. Sometimes it's not fair in the National Football League. This kid almost died on the field. What are they supposed to? They had to come up with some solution to the situation. This is what they came up with. And if you're upset with it, if you're the Bengals, then you know what. Beat the Ravens at home this weekend, and then you don't have make, to worry it, about it's it. Not a, it's not an issue. Just beat them. But yeah. what about home field advantage? Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I okay. There's two things. That, there's two things. Oh, man, this show is going to be rip-roaring today. I mean, we are six minutes in. I've already fired a salvo. You have uh, fired one I have, back. I have. I have. I have, get I have a little two, crazy I have two today. options. Your timing options. was really good on that, too. You, you. Didn't, like, you, you didn't, yeah. like, jump in with that. You well, just... I did think about it for good however long because it was attached to DeMar Hamlin, but then yeah. I decided to go with That's it. That's why the timing was so much better. Uh, I have two things that I think would be fair. Bengals and Ravens for the home game, you know how they're going to do the, the, the coin toss for if they have a playoff home or if the bank, if the If the Ravens win. If the Ravens win and they play the Bengals in the playoffs, they will 
coin flip for a home game. I think they just easily count and see who scored the most points. That person gets the the home field advantage. Who scored the most points when? In the season, in the matchup together. In the two games against each other? Head to head? Head to head, yes. Thank you, Tony. But uh, See, I don't think you can put a rule in like that after the fact. But they're... Because the, the coin toss is maybe the Bengals, crazy. Maybe in the first meeting, the Bengals had the ball on the 10-yard line at the end of the game and sat on the ball, not knowing they would need to score extra points. Well, that is all part of the game. Right, right well, there. I think the it's... The second thing... Okay. What else? <laughs> and He's what, got else? More. what else He's there, got Roger more. Goodell? And the most controversial one... Of course. I Here understand... Wait a second. Everybody... <laughs> If you're not driving, <laughs> sit down. I understand for this, for this thought. The I understand because we've because we've been able to hear this already, and uh, I ran it by you guys. Yeah, I know. I I I and know we both that. told you not to say it on the air, <laughs> but here we and go. It doesn't seem like you've listened to us because I I it, I know how serious everything was this week and on Monday night, and I was with everybody in how they felt. But now that things are going better, I, I think that the easiest thing would to do is to have the Bills take the loss in the game or forfeit the game because it was their player who went down, I, I think that's that's fair. You win as a team, you lose as a team, and I, Just I don't turn think that's your mic crazy. off, Tony. Let him work himself out of this one. I don't think it's crazy. And you I, know, now that you're hearing it out loud over the air, you still don't think it's crazy. I think it would be it would have been crazy if they said that on Monday or Tuesday no, or but Wednesday. Now that he's okay, but it's Friday. They've already made all these other decisions. I, I don't think that that's that wild. So because now the Bengals should so not now, be punished for so now being that, gracious. Now that the now that the young man is apparently okay, we don't need to be sensitive to it anymore. <laughs> not, that's not what I said. That's that's exactly no, what you're saying. Because you said Monday you wouldn't think this way. Because but I didn't now know if you the guy are was going this to way live because or not. he's okay. Here's the thing that your situation does especially that last one does not accomplish. It's not ultimately solved on the field. With all these scenarios, good point, Tony. It's ultimately decided Except on the, for the field. Coin toss. Except for the coin toss, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do anything about the toss. But the rest of it is decided on the field. Okay, I can. And the coin that. toss will only occur if right the Ravens get the victory. So again, it's still that, that coin flip can't happen unless something right. on unless the field. Unless the Bills happens. blow the game or the Bengals blow the game this weekend, then there will be no coin the flip. The Bengals couldn't have handled this with any more class. I don't think that they should be punished oh, they could have handled for it with handle- a little more class because Joe Mixon is apparently speaking up now. He's he he's in my boat. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm aligning with Joe Mixon, which I, might I, not be the I smartest thing I haven't, in the world. I haven't, uh, he has, he's I haven't unhappy his... with the playoff format. Well, I, I clearly he's, he says he's unhappy with the playoff, but I want to. Is he saying anything specific about why he's? What did he use your logic? Is what I'm asking. Uh, no, he 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 said he tweeted. So we not fall on the rules no more. <laughs> no, that's all. He <laughs> about was... the he like quote tweeted. He put some screenshots up there and all this other stuff and the breakdown of what it was like before. This happened, and what the rules are now. All right. Well, before this happened, uh, there was no rules in anyone's playbook to handle what happened on Monday Agreed. night. Agreed. But so, there were rules about cancellation of games, which is the result of what happened. All right. So why don't they just stick with the cancellation policy? That's what Joe Mixon's saying. I don't know why I'm going to take this to my grave, but... I've opened that door, apparently. <laughs> All right. So you would have been happy if the NFL came out today, now that uh, DeMar Hamlin is feeling much, much better, if the NFL just came out today and said, you know what? 
We've decided that the game goes to the Bengals. I think that would have been the most fair. Really? I do. That's the least fair. (laughs) How is it the least fair? Because they didn't even play the game. Why why should the Bill? Well, the Bengals Bengals, were leading when the event happened. Leading. It was the first quarter. Why should the. It was 7 3. The Bengals were winning. Yes, they had the game well in hand. (laughs) But they did. They went down by a field goal, and then they had to drive down the field and score. Why should the the Bengals benefit from this guy's tragic situation? Why should the Bengals get awarded a victory? In a game that they didn't finish and play. Well, the, the when word... somebody on the other team is that close to dying, the Bengals don't get the benefit from that. Don't use your scary words to make my <laughs> to, to make my that is, argument. That is a fact. What he just it said is, it is a fact. But he's he's using the power of those words to overrule my thought, and it's a good move on his part because it's very convincing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, he says. <laughs> All right. Well, they're not going to do that, Scraby, so uh, yeah. you can beg for it. It's not going to happen. I'm over it. It's over. It now that I've gotten uh, out of my system, it it's will over. be uh, the AFC Championship game. Let's just put it this way. In simplest terms, if the Bengals play the Chiefs or the Bills play the Chiefs, there's a good chance that that game will be played at a neutral site. And, uh, you know, perhaps they'll play it in Miami because that's as close to a playoff game as Miami is going to get. So <laughs> there you go. They win their end, right? No. They need they some need, help. They need oh. the Bills to uh, beat the Patriots. They need them to take care of business. Yes. And oh, then I love if the, the last Bills do that, then the Dolphins would be able to get in against the Jets. We'll go over all the playoff scenarios a little bit later in the program. Uh, there was one sad note uh, since we last spoke with you. Quite sad indeed. Uh, the passing of the Padres' all-time home run leader, Nate Colbert, at the age of 76. Uh, Nate Colbert hit 163 home runs as a San Diego Padre. Nobody wearing a Padre uniform has ever hit more than that. Nope. And uh, he passed uh, last night. Randy Jones, a uh, former teammate of Nate Colbert, is going to join us on the program today. Coming up in just a little while, so we will uh, remember Nate Colbert. Uh, along with all of the other good stuff we have for you on this Friday, Stacy Terry Hudson, whose Aztec women's basketball team is rolling along here nicely, won last night to improve their record to 12-3. and three. They have a first-place showdown coming up tomorrow against UNLV. She will join us a little bit later on. We have our daily gambit. It's Friday, so we'll have a countdown for you in the 3 o'clock hour. Chris versus the fans back in its regular time slot at 4 o'clock. And a big five and a bunch of revelry and Scraby and I yelling back and forth at each other. So stick around between now and 6 o'clock. Gwen and Chris is underway for your listening pleasure on San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Check out the all-new podcast called Inside San Diego Baseball with Sam Lett. Who's that? Sam Levitt. He's everywhere, <laughs> He's this guy. He's everywhere. Sam will discuss all things Padres and Major League Baseball with weekly episodes. Find it at 97.3thefansd.com, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Man, uh, this Carlos Correa thing is just not wrapping up at all. Like, See, I keep thinking that he's a New York Met, and they're still trying to just work out some final details. But come to find out that he's really just a free agent again. He's he's not employed by anybody. I mean, conceivably, I know this is ridiculous, but conceivably the Padres could throw an offer into the, to in be, there to if be, they wanted to. To be clear, he's always been a free agent. He's just been linked to having deals done with yeah. a couple different teams, but has not actually ever signed anything. And so he's. it sounds like Scott Boris continues to shop him. Um, and that, that I would assume, means that the New York negotiation has been a little bit more difficult. Scott Boros is shopping him, conveniently forgetting that he only has one <laughs> leg right now. Well, here's, here's the thing that is, is, is mind-blowing. And, and we have to keep in mind, it, we don't know what the asks are for, for, from the, from the Korea side or what the Mets are, for instance, saying at this point. But we do know that, for the last, what, seven years, eight years, Carlos Correa has been an absolute dog when it comes to performance on the field. Dog is a good term Abs- in your absolute, usage absolutely. of the word. Because a dog can be termed to be a negative, non-hustle type player. Yeah, maybe. It, I know at one time it was, but in, in 2020, dog 2023, good. dog is... Right, he's, he's got that dog in him. right? And when the lights are at his brightest, he has performed... Because Scraby's a dog. The good dog. Don't no, even go you don't there. have don't dog in there. you. You don't have dog in you. You're just a dog. <laughs> that was an unfunny joke. <laughs> that was an unfunny joke. Well, he did say that this was this was going to be one of those type of shows it will today. Be. We ain't even got through two segments yet. No. You guys have fired off about six shots at one another right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's he's been productive, and that's. I, I hope it gets back to that now. Maybe. It's taken so long because he still wants a lot of years. I don't. We don't know, but um, we do know that he's one of the best players in Major League Baseball. I think that the uh, since Scraby is coming up with all these ridiculous ideas of how to fix the National Football League playoff situation, I think Roger Goodell ought to head on over and put his baseball cap on and just award Carlos Correa to a crappy team, a team that wouldn't go out and normally sign him. Go give him to the Royals. Like you guys give have him to, to pay him this amount of money we'll, for this you know amount what? of years. We'll help cover it. <laughs> we'll help cover it. Major Wait, League now Baseball will pay for him to play yes, for the we'll Royals. Pay for you to play for a team like the A's or oh the Royals. Gosh. 
or the Rockies. Could you imagine just to how to make another team seem like they're competitive? Baseball is so. I mean, we are sitting in the you know in the catbird seat now in San Diego. But just think where we could be if we didn't have Peter Seidler oh. and all of these people doing oh. what they're doing to put this product on the field. I mean, because on I mean a half dozen teams just to me don't even exist in Major League Baseball. They're just on the schedule. Here's, here's what I will say, right? Because it's clear that you have your your haves and have-nots in in in, the, in Major League Baseball. The teams. I'll give you an example. Milwaukee, right? They were competitive for a nice stretch there. And I think that's all that anybody's asking. They're not asking you to be year in, year out, playoff contention. But they are asking you for, hey, give us a couple years to enjoy a good team. Yes. Pittsburgh was doing that for a little bit there, right? They had, the, they had McCutcheon and those guys that got to the playoffs a couple times. little something. But then it just it kind of fizzled out. Yeah. I mean, the Rockies made the World Series in 2007. Right, but then they had back-to-back spots in the in the playoffs, playoffs about and, six or seven years ago. Yeah. So they're trying to tell their fan base, "Hey, we we've been there. We're just retooling right but now." But to be fair, the Rockies have built up uh, uh, some equity with that fan base, where they're a little more forgiving than yeah. maybe some of the other, like Cincinnati. I think at this point they're not they're not very forgiving at this point. Well, the owners' comments didn't help his, his situation. I, I just think it's a shame that you know you've got thirty teams and you've got twenty teams that have a shot and ten teams that are just suiting up. That's weird for baseball. So I would. <laughs> it so is that's weird. Where, that's where I would step in as the commission, just send Carlos Correa, all of the free agents that nobody wants. They all get spread around all the crappy teams, and at least those crappy teams have some decent players. And MLB helps with the bill. Yeah, I'm uh, sure that would go over I'm, really I'm, well. I'm pretty sure it would go over horribly. <laughs> horribly, they would yeah. be teams would be quite upset that didn't get the no, people I'm, that they thought they I'm should in get. Agreement with the you. Happiest, I, I know it's an absurd idea. The happiest team in the world, though, is the Giants. So they're kind of off the hook for bungling it. At the time, we I thought mean, they bungled ha- it. They're happy. They, they think they're happy. Let Carlos Correa go out these next mm. five years and put up gigantic numbers. Nobody's going to be happy about that. No one's going to conveniently remember that no one wanted to sign him. Right, because of an of a MRI that you know, two teams have questioned at this point. Yeah. So, very interesting. It, it is very interesting. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the, the article in, the Yahoo, in Yahoo about um, the robo-umps and kind of... The, There's another thing in baseball I'm <laughs> thrilled with. They're not quite there yet, but in 2023, all uh, of the AAA affiliates will have the ABS system, okay. which is uh, the automatic. What does that stand automatic for? Balls. Absolute BS. Automated balls. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> automated balls and strikes. I knew he was coming with it. I knew he was. Um, all all thirty uh, affiliates will have it. Half will be using the challenge um, method, method, yeah. and then the other half will be using the ABS system full right. time. So, what is how does the challenge method work? Uh, only I believe only the hitter, the catcher, or pitcher can challenge. Each team gets three of them per game. Per game, and right. basically the ABS system is rolling. And so if a hitter, say, he disagrees with a call, he challenges, it's a pretty quick ABS, EBS says it was a ball. All right, redo it. It's not 0-1. It's now 1-0. Oh, wow. See, I could do that. 
That that's right. actually that pretty pretty be- cool. And I think the idea I think Intriguing. I think MLB is intrigued by it because it doesn't completely just rip away the fabric in terms of how balls and strikes have been called. So or, they would basically be monitoring every pitch with the system, but every call would stand unless there's something egregious that the the and obviously if there's a three two pitch with the bases loaded and two outs and it's close, whoever doesn't get the call that would be a time you, to challenge. You know why I like it? it? It's very similar to basketball, right? You get almost on every call now, right? You get every player like. Raising his hands like challenge, that. The re- challenge the that, challenge that, the, the international right challenge that. call. Yeah, and you know most of the time now the coaches just ignore him. Like, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not using gonna it. challenge. I only get every one. time, right? Yeah. So no, when, that's that's a, that's a good point, Tony. I mean, because you're right in basketball, especially if you stop the game to challenge oh every block charge call, we'd be there all night, right? And if you if you can't certainly challenge every ball strike call. Now I'm going to guess that your partner Jesse Agler would still not go for the challenge system. He's not, he it, really seen every time we've talked to him, he's all about getting every ball and strike right, which means that the ABS system tells the umpire right away what it is, and then the umpire makes that signal. I'm is pretty, that how I, that works? I'm pretty what saying I'm sorry, I was it, it, basically on that the ABS question. system the ABS system says to the hum the umpire, yes. that's a strike. Yep. And then the umpire goes strike that's how that and, works. And the and the full ABS. You're right. About. So yes. every pitch is just determined by the ABS system. Right. Right. All right. Well, Jesse, to, I would rather Jesse not has have said, that. Jesse but. has said that he could get down with the challenge. He call. has. Yes, he has said that. So, All right. Well, I, I mean, listen. It, maybe it, he's it, coming around. It sounds – what I do – what I did like about the article is it really emphasized what I've been saying all along. If, if you're going to bring that type of system – it can't have any flaws at all. Like it's got to be perfect. Right. You cannot have a curveball bounce in the dirt and then be challenged and then say, "Oh no, it ABS caught the caught knees." Strike, right? ABS said it was a strike. You're out. <laughs> like that pal. would that that would that would have that would be that a would serious be change. It, right. I would actually like to see that happen a couple of times because well, that might set it back five or ten. Why years. do you think it? You remember it was what five years ago we were told that it was pretty much here and it was coming. And yes, that's exa- just wasn't ready. And that's exactly what happened. You had guys right. in the minor leagues taking breaking balls that were bouncing in the dirt, and they were called strikes. And I, I think Major League Baseball realized that's how bad that's going to be a that, good that, look. That's, that's going to be a <laughs> terrible look. And so, you know, if it's coming, I, I, I am very intrigued on how, what the study will say because that's why they're doing it in Triple A this year, is to see. You know what kind of what, what the pitfalls what, are. what the pitfalls are, and yeah. so I, I'm looking forward to to, to, to hearing about it at the end of the season. It's like you know what I mean. It's the old school thing that I always go back to. You know, just let's play the game. But I feel like I'm standing on train tracks. You are, and the train is coming. It's coming. So it's I coming. either can try to stand there and hold the train up, or get out of the way. And getting out of the way is probably going to be the option I choose. I think it, it gives another it gives another strategy piece to the manager again. Like Little he, piece of strategy you know, is better than just having this, every pitch be just, determined by a computer. I agree. All so. right, let's uh, let's slide away. Let's get to break. Uh, when we come back, we mentioned Nate Colbert passed away last night. We'll talk to one of his former teammates, Randy Jones, joins Gwen and Chris when we return. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Welcome back to the program. 2.37 is the time. Priscilla, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, together in our Odyssey Palace studios here in San Diego, getting ready for the uh, sports weekend ahead. And, of course, uh, Monday night, it'll be the uh, national championship college football game. Who's playing against Scraby, Georgia, and who? The Horned Frogs oh, of TCU. It's not Wake Forest. Oh, right. oh, you wanted Wake Forest. I was just said. making sure that it's not Wake Forest. <laughs> Did you miss Tony's uh, Horned Frog? He doesn't. He doesn't do it all that well. Uh, it's well, not just to, no. You have to get your two fingers. Yeah, up it's in like, the air, and one's got to be higher than the other. It's like a claw thing. Oh, is that I, what that is? Yeah, it doesn't they look don't like stick a frog. their thumb between their two fingers. <laughs> yeah, that's that, what I do. That's not it. That's no, not that's it. Not the Everybody teaches you. Let's go. Gravy. That, that's gravy. No, what it's it like was. I know. Braden always gives it back. It's like yeah, it's it's a it's a weird thing. It hurts, um, that hurts my Chris hands. is getting up right now. Oh, he's calling Braden back into the studio. Oh Lord. I don't know what what is about to happen here. We need an official from Braden's I don't even who what, went to TCU. What mic is that? I don't know if that mic works, but uh, give oh. it a shot. Does it work? Uh, Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. there it is. Just get, how, describe the horn frog <laughs> signal to somebody who is out there listening and doesn't really understand it. All right. Well, <laughs> the way they explained to us how to do it, like at the uh, first day, <laughs> like Mondays at TCU and I was touring, was like the softest explanation ever. So, But I'm going to use it because it makes sense. All so right. what you do is they, this is what they said. I'm sitting there going like, I'm really going to go to the school right now. <laughs> and they said, so you make, you know, like make like a, like a bunny, like a rabbit. Peace font, a peace sign. And then this is, this is what they said. You ready for this? Now make them fierce and then put your fingers down. <laughs> so what it is, is your knuckles are up, uh, your knuckles are up top, right? And those are the horns. And then your fingernails are the eyes. So that makes ah, your little horn frog. Okay. Ah. You know what? It might have been the softest explanation, but it made perfect sense. So make sense, a peace right? sign. Make a peace sign and then make it fierce. And then, yeah, yeah, and then that bend them down. Because do <laughs> if you just do the peace sign, it's pony up and it's SMU. That's no good. That, which is no good. But every, every school in Texas has their own hand sign. So that's kind of. Yeah. And as they told us on tour, they're like, this. When we put this up in stadiums, it strikes fear in the enemy's eyes. And I said, I'm sure the Texas Longhorn fans are yeah. really, really afraid of this right I'm here. sure Georgia, like, Georgia's getting concerned. The, the Horn Frogs are getting the last right laugh on this one uh, in terms of the Longhorns. I just did it, guys. I just did it. Horns <laughs> down's great, too. You could do the horns down. Also, That's great. for oh. Texas losing. All right, thank you, Braden, <laughs> thank for you, that Braden. official update. And and who knew we were going to get that clear of an explanation? I mean, it was it was brilliant. You did call him Mega Bunny Rabbit. I, did, but I didn't expect quite that much of a. I didn't know and that he was actually. Fierce. Wait, hold on. We need Tony needs the full air for this, so people can yeah. follow it again. Bunny Rabbit, right? Make it fierce. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you have to do that too. All right. Okay, I got to call. Very Randy. good. Those those guys will be taking on Georgia for the national championship. On Monday night, so when you see all the TCU fans making that signal, you will now understand exactly what it's all about. Uh, the San Diego Padres' all-time leader in career home runs was a great Nate Colbert. He hit 163 home runs in his uh, time in San Diego. 
be honest, it's probably one of the lowest home run totals to lead a team anywhere in Major League Baseball, but the Padres just haven't had uh, any power hitters stick around long enough to beat Colbert's record. Adrian Gonzalez came the closest with 161. Phil Nevin had 156. Your dad was fifth on the list, Tony, with 135. Uh, there is one guy currently playing who seems likely uh, yeah. to break Nick Colbert's record someday. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is halfway there with 81 Manny Machado currently has 108. But for now, Nate Colbert is still the all-time leader. He passed away last night. To honor him, we bring on his former teammate and one of our very good friends on the program, Mr. Randy Jones, joins us here on Gwen and Chris. Hi, Randy. How you holding up today, my man? Hey, Chris. Great. Happy New Year, guys. Uh, everything is good. Good, good, good to hear. And uh, obviously you're saddened to hear the news of Nate Colbert. I think we all are. Uh Especially longtime Padre fans who you know went out to old San Diego Stadium to watch guys like you play, never going to forget Nate Colbert. No, never will. Yeah, early seventies. What a great teammate, you know. And uh, I remember he kind of took me under his wing my my rookie year. I remember I joined the team on the in seventy three in the in, in Montreal. <clears throat> All I had is a couple of pair of jeans and a couple of shirts, you know. And Nate went out and got me a sports coat, so at least I'd be halfway decent when I traveled <laughs> around with the, the team, you know. And that was just the kind of guy he was, you know. He gave me a lot of, a lot of counseling, just a good teammate and friend. I I enjoyed Nate, and uh, hey, what a great player! You talk about, you know, all the home runs he hit, and even that year I think he hit thirty eight. Um, yeah. And that was the old days, guys, when the wall there was no temporary wall. Yeah. And he probably, he probably ricocheted like 20 doubles off that wall that he barely missed going out. And if we'd had the temporary wall, uh, there's no telling how many home runs he'd have had there, you know, at the Murph. So, you know, it's pretty amazing stuff. But a good, talented player, and, you know, played the game right. I, I really enjoyed Nate, a good teammate. What, what do you remember about Nate as a teammate? I mean, what were some of the intangibles he brought to, to a clubhouse? I think one of the key things is the calmness of it. Uh, the way he talked, he talked about the game and, and how to get better and, and learn from your mistakes. But, you know, he always had that uh, calm, toning voice. Uh, didn't ever really get that loud, you know, unless he was laughing. You know, he got pretty loud when he left. It's like, just like your dad did, you know, Tony. You know, and, uh, and but, you know, that way he would. But other than that, he, he talked pretty calmly, but, you know, factual. He just had some really good advice, I think, all the time for a lot of guys. And it really made a lot of sense to me, you know, being a 23-year-old, you know, and, and him being the veteran guy there. And, you know, those, those couple of, especially that first year, you know, I I didn't say anything till I was spoken to. I wasn't going to say nothing. <laughs> and, and that's just the way it went in the old days like that. And, and Nate, Nate was pretty always solid about giving advice and, and what you could do and what you should do. And, you know, I, I always immensely enjoyed him and, and I, I listened to his advice. I mean, it was great. I mean, he, he indoctrinated me in the first month I was in the big leagues in 73, uh, him and Cito Gaston invited me out to dinner in Chicago. And I'd never been to Chicago. Kidding me. Uh, yeah. And so, they took me down to Ron of Japan, so we had a real nice meal of Ron of Japan's, like a Benny Hanna's. 
And uh, next thing I know, uh, Cito went to go get a pack of cigarettes, and Nate went to the bathroom. And 15 minutes later, I realized they'd left me there. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah. You know, here I am, a 23-year-old rookie, and I'm paying the whole tab at this place. That's what happened the last time I went out to dinner with Randy. He left to go to the bathroom, (laughs) and he never came back. That sounds very familiar. stop it. I didn't know where you learned that trick, Randy. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway... I had to take a cab back to the hotel, and of course they were waiting for me in the lobby, laughing their butts off. Like, but I, it set me up pretty good, man. I couldn't believe it. It was great. Just one more thing on his home runs, because you're right, 38 home runs. Uh, he did it twice as a Padre, and uh, anybody who remembers old San Diego Stadium without that temporary wall, I mean, it was a was a 20 feet high, and yep. you know, 400 feet out there. I mean, I'm thinking that he hit some mammoth drives that you can probably still see if you close your eyes today. Yeah, he hit some moonshots, man. And and predominantly, yeah, he hit some to, you know, right center, but mostly he was a pole hitter, you know, left field, left center. Yeah, but he, he launched quite a few, quite a few baseballs. And he just, uh, you know, for a big first baseman, had a real knack, had a good swing and, and, and squared up on the baseball an awful lot, mm. you know. It really was. And then, of course, later on, like the mid-70s, and we got McCovey and, and Tito Flynn is on the right side, and they moved Nate to left field. <clears throat> and it pretty much never was the same, per se, for Nate. It got a little bit hard, harder for him, you know. But uh, still a great career, and, and what a great teammate. I, I can't say enough about him, how he treated all the young players and, and kind of took care of them under his wing and, it made him feel comfortable. He he was always really good at that, guys. Nate Colbert passed away yesterday, last night at the age of seventy six. He's the Padres' all time home run leader and a member, uh, certainly of the Padres Hall of Fame. As is Randy Jones and uh, Randy. We we were talking just a little while ago, Tony and I, about this new uh, the robo umps that uh, appear to be coming, whether we want them or not. Uh, take us back to the mid seventies. You're on the mound. In your prime, seventy-five, seventy-six, and now umpires aren't missing any calls. I mean, everything you throw is going to be called correctly. Would you have signed up for this thing? Nah, no, not then. I wouldn't have. <laughs> no way. I mean, there's. I mean, guys, I'm confident there was games I never threw a strike. You know. <laughs> All right. I mean, I mean, they were close. I mean, I had great control, but. You know, I'd be right below the kneecap or, you know, I have the ball off the edge, you know. And if, if I got the call from the umpire, you know, they, the game was over. Yeah, it was going to be a I, long I was, night. <laughs> it's going to be a long night. Those hitters did not like me worth a dang, man. You know. <laughs> and, you know, robo-umpires now with the power, power arms, the power game, I, I, I'm not sure that it's going to make any difference, to be honest with you. I don't know. Um, I'm kind of curious about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I I haven't been impressed with the strike zone in three years. So I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I have not. Leave it to Randy to always. Yeah. Give it to you straight. Yeah, because well, they would have just taken yeah, but, all your pitches until the robo zone called it a strike. So that I would mean, have actually hurt have, you. Yeah, how many times I've screamed at the TV watching the game at the ballpark. You know. They call it a ball. Go, that's a strike. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. You know, I I just go crazy, guys. Yes, you, you know, if you want to, I know how to speed the game up. Make me the commissioner. I'll speed the game up. 
you start calling all those strikes on the edge, hey, you know, and we throw a two all the time. Those guys will swing the bat a little quicker. I, I don't like to compare myself to Randy Jones. I was a left-handed pitcher, certainly not at that level. But he and I think alike. If they just called everything a strike, baseball games would be over a lot quicker. Of course you pitchers want that everything to call, be called a strike. Yes. You're damn, you're damn right, Tony. I'm not that's, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it, man. Absolutely. I'm telling you right now. Absolutely. But, uh, now, Nate, Nate was a great teammate. I had a lot of laughs with him, and you know, stories, you know, pop up and some of the crazy things we used to do even at home and having, having barbecues Sunday after a day game and, ah, oh, just some great stuff. Great teammates and, you know, uh, good fond memories of the old days of baseball. Absolutely. Really is. Well, thanks for sharing with us, Randy. Thank it's you, always Randy. Good catching up to you and stay That's... healthy, my friend, and uh, we'll see you out at the ballpark soon, one way or another. I'm... Guys, I'm looking forward to it. It's very interesting. Let's have some more fun. All right, we will do that. Thank you, Randy. Thanks, Randy. Always good talking to you. Randy Jones there joining us uh, on the Life and Times, a little bit of Nate Colbert. And uh, I think Nate Colbert deserved as much after what he gave to this organization at its inception, basically. He joined the Padres uh, in the expansion draft in 1969. He had been with the Houston Astros prior to that. And uh, came right in, hit 24 home runs in the Padres' first season, and then 38-27-38. Not bad, especially considering the dimensions of old San Diego Stadium. Uh, All right. Well, you know, Randy's interesting because I thought he would – I thought he would want because he had such pinpoint control. I thought he would want those robo umps. Make perfect sense. But he brings up the point. He never threw a strike. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, he made me think of a a few different things, right? Uh, The fact that. You know, in in the days before ABS or whatever system we're using now, it's not ABS, but uh, before that, you know, strike zone was really manned by the human, right? There was there was not really any cameras checking. Uh, I mean, we'd see it afterwards, but it wasn't you know like real time seeing the ball come across the 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 plate, and it does force it probably in essence does force more swings because there's probably few more balls called strikes. Um, in those situations, but now, and as for a pitcher like Randy, right? You, he's pitching to contact, which means he's below the zone, just off the plate. Yeah. And if he's if he's getting some time now, if he's getting a a, a ball, let's say a ball off the plate. Yeah, oh, that's terrible. that's that's going to be a long, long yeah. night. I mean, it's like when you go back to Maddox and Smoltz right. and Gladys. There was let me they tell would, you, they would keep throwing it further outside until the umpire I've, would stop calling. I've it. been in the dugout for a Padre game against Maddox or or Glavin that I remember, and the yeah. the thing that used to, I mean. Send hitters into a tizzy and really mess up the rest of their day is when an umpire was giving one of those two guys a little bit off the edge because they knew at the, with the type of control they had, it was just going to be an impossible night because they were just going to continue to expose that same area all day long. And so now it's harder to do that, which is also probably why you've ha- you have more power arms. You're going to be in the plate or around the plate more. That's right, yes. You can't get away with pitching around the plate. You actually have to get it in the zone, zone. so it better have something on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that. see, you're explaining now exactly why I hate the robo-ump because I didn't really know why I hated it, but now I know why I hated it because as pitchers with good control, 
you know, we could cheat the zone a little bit, right. but you can't cheat it now. I mean, if you're a hitter and you know that pitch is a half inch off the plate, you're probably going to also get the call, which is a ball. Hitters are 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 so much more aware because of maybe I shouldn't say they're more aware. They just can take advantage of it more because of the system, because they know strikes got to be called strikes. Doesn't mean there's not going to be missed, be some pitches missed, but this is in an era where this is as probably as accurate of a zone as we've had, you know, for, for forever. Didn't we have a uh, a perfect game by an umpire in the playoffs? I think we did. Or at least as close to perfect as you can get. No, I think, they, I think it was got perfect. 100% I can't match. remember who it was. I can't either. I'll go Pat look it up. Somebody, but would you rather Holberg. have? Would you was it, was Pat it? Hol- Holberg? I I'm thinking it was. It was you Pat. probably know better. So than I think it was. Uh, Chris, would you rather have the Robo Umps or this guy? Angel Hernandez is in midseason form. I will say that as a pitcher, when you went to and you had an umpire who you had worked a game for you before and was all over the place. That really did make it a lot more challenging because right. you really didn't know what was going to be called a strike. And the last thing loss, you want to be so. doing is falling behind as a pitcher, so you, you're trying to get ahead, so you, you stay on the plate, see if you can get a little bit more off, and you kind of go from that way. But if you've already had some experience with a guy, you're going to be a little more reluctant to do that. Speaking of umpires, you see the the slew of yeah, umpires yeah, that yeah. retired this year. No. Like, there's a ton. Like three or four of them at least. A bunch of crew, te- crew chiefs. I think Ted Barrett was in that uh, mix. He's he's retired. See if I can pull it up. Uh, it was Pat Hoberg, by the way. It, it was Pat Hoberg. That's right. Yeah, he had 129 for 129. Scraby, while he's looking that up, can I ask you what you were doing in Milwaukee outside of uh, the Brewer Stadium last <laughs> night? <laughs> um, uh, I don't have an alibi. That's the problem is that I don't have an alibi. I don't that, know if anybody saw this story. That is hilarious that you linked this gravy down. <laughs> yeah. 25 year old man was, listen to this, passed out in the bushes outside the Brewer <laughs> Stadium. Upon awakening, he entered the team's clubhouse and he stole a bunch of stuff last night. Wait, so not only did he get drunk and pass out at the stadium, he woke up at the stadium and then decided uh, breaking in he, was a good he, idea? He meandered on in <laughs> well, I mean, to the clubhouse. He said he drank at least 10 beers, and we know this is obviously not Scraby, but he passed out, he woke up, got back inside the stadium, pulled on a door, the door finally opened. So he found his way into the clubhouse and started taking stuff. There's been some weird things with uh, people getting into stadiums as of late. Brewers declined comment on uh, what they plan to do with Mr. Scraby. <laughs> I think the Browns. I think the Browns actually had someone break into their stadium and drive a cart on the field. I'm wondering and rip what it you're up. doing with all that new Brewers paraphernalia over there. <laughs> he's, he's really committed to this. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I have uh, the umpires for we'll, next we'll, time. Yeah, we'll give it to when we come back. All right, more Gwen and Chris coming up with hour number two. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.